Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to talk about the topic of managing a white paper project. And as some of you may know, I specialize mainly in writing sales copy for business-to-business companies. I write email campaigns and ads and landing pages and websites. But as a result of that, I also write a lot of white papers. I've written several white papers this year, in fact. And the reason is that white papers are often used as offers in lead generation campaigns for B2B companies. So that's why I write a lot of white papers. And one thing I've learned about writing a white paper is that it can be a 30-hour job or it can be a 130-hour job, depending to a large extent on how you manage the project. If you manage the project poorly, then it's the type of project that can really stretch out. It can run away on you and go way out of scope and end up uh, costing you or taking tens of hours longer than it needed to take. So what I want to do in this podcast is to give you some uh, tips and strategies for writing a white paper and managing a white paper writing project so that it takes the minimum amount of time for you to write and yet you result in a a terrific white paper for your client. Because obviously you want to write the 30-hour white paper, you don't want to write the 130-hour white paper. So let me set this up by giving an example. Let's say, for example, your client is a forklift company, forklift manufacturer, and they want you to write a white paper. And their idea for the white paper is uh, one called Seven Strategies for Reducing Forklift Accidents by 50% or More. And the reason why they want you to write a white paper like that is because they got a new line of forklift trucks that they're releasing soon. And these new line of forklift trucks have a lot of safety features. And they want a white paper to help promote the safety features in their brand new line of forklift trucks. So they want you to write that white paper, Seven Strategies for Reducing Forklift Accidents by 50% or More. So how would you begin? How would you manage that white paper writing project? Well, let me give you a six-step strategy, a project management strategy that I use that helps achieve that goal of taking the minimum amount of hours (laughs) to write the best white paper possible for your client. Because like I said earlier, you don't want a white paper project to run away on you and end up taking you 100 hours because then it becomes not very profitable for you. So here's the the six-step strategy. Step number one is you want to have a project meeting with your client. Now, that project meeting could be on the phone or it could be a teleconference or web meeting. Or if it's a local client, it can be a live meeting. But you want to have a project meeting about the white paper where you get all the details about the white paper uh, from your client. You discuss your ideas and things of that nature. Now, this is a different meeting than a meeting you might have with a client to... Uh, quote on a white paper project. This is a different meeting. This assumes you already have the white paper. You've already quoted. You've you've got the job. The client has hired you for this project. And now uh, what you want to do is you want to book a meeting 
with your client and anybody else in your client's company that has some input into the uh, project and you want to book this project meeting. And during this project meeting with the client, you want to ask all your questions. You want to ask for background information. Uh, the client may have um, PowerPoint slides that could be helpful. Your client may have research, uh, industry surveys that they may have on hand, or they may be able to point you to. So you want to ask for all the background information. You want to ask all your questions about the white paper. You want to start asking questions about the content. Uh, you want to use this meeting to get as much information as you possibly can. Because believe it or not, uh, for a white paper like this, Seven Strategies for Reducing Forklift Accidents by 50% or More, the client may have come up with that title, but they may not have worked out what those seven strategies are yet. They may be depending on you to figure some of this stuff out. So you want to find that out in the project meeting. Get as much information as you can. I recommend you book at least a half hour for this meeting. It may go uh, up to an hour or even more for a more technical white paper. But book the project meeting. That's step number one. Then step number two is invariably you're going to have some follow-up questions after the project meeting is over. No matter how well the project meeting went, even if you left the project meeting thinking, wow, this client gave me everything I need, I understand it all, I, 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 I get this, I'm ready to write, no, you're not, because no project meeting for a white paper <laughs> ever goes perfectly. And, and once you start digging into the, your meeting notes and the, and the background materials that the client has sent you, uh, you are going to have questions. You're going to have questions, and you're going to need uh, to contact your client and get those questions answered. They may be clarification questions. You may be a little fuzzy on one aspect of this topic, and you want to clarify uh, that with your client, or you may have questions about uh, other aspects of the white paper project after you've dug into it a little bit. So you want to get back to the client with questions, and you should do that no more than one or two days after the project meeting. That means after the project meeting is over, you jump right in, you, you, uh, you get the background materials from the client, you go through it all, you go through your notes, and then you're going to have some follow-up questions. In fact, I'll often warn a client in advance. I'll, I'll, I'll say to the client, Mr. Client, after our project meeting, I'm bound to have some follow-up questions. Uh, so expect an email from me with three or four or five questions uh, that I'll, I'll need answers to. And clients are fine with that. Uh, they're, they're happy that you have a process. They're happy that you know what happens next. You know, So they feel comfortable with that. But, but ask those follow-up questions one or two days after the project meeting. So that's step number two. So step number one, have the project meeting. Step number two, send an email with your follow-up questions. Now, step number three, chances are, with probably 80 or 90% of the projects, the white paper projects you get from B2B clients, the client is not going to give you all the information you need. You're going to have to do some additional research. And I've done some podcasts on, on tips on how to do research for white papers and for other content projects in, in some earlier podcasts. So I invite you to go back and do a search and, and find some of those podcasts. But you're going to have to do some additional research. Now, here's a tip that's going to make your research go a lot faster. And that is find out or decide in advance what you want to find out 
Decide in advance what information you need. Don't just start researching everything on the topic of forklift accidents and reading every article you can find and every research report you can find. That's exhausting and you're over-researching. You don't need that much research. Instead, decide in advance what facts you need, what information you need, and then go looking for that specific information. Let me give you an example. Okay, our topic for the white paper is seven strategies for reducing forklift accidents by 50% or more. So one bit of information you might want to get is statistics from an authoritative third party, statistics on forklift accidents. Maybe you can visit the website of the Accident Prevention Association. Maybe they've done some studies on it or the Manufacturers Association or some association or group out there that studies these things. Visit their websites, do a search. See if you can find so see if you can find some statistics on forklift accidents. And it'll go quickly for you because you know what you're looking for. You know you're looking for statistics on forklift accidents. So you're looking just for that bit of information. And you're laser focused, you're going to be able to find it a lot faster. So just let me repeat this. Don't just do blanket research where you're just reading everything from anywhere about forklift accidents. Be Really focus on the type of research you're doing. Decide in advance what you want to look for and then look for it. And also, as part of your research, you may end up interviewing an expert, a topic expert on the topic of reducing forklift accidents. In fact, one of those experts could be in your client's company. Your client may have an in-house expert, someone who knows all about this stuff that your client wants you to interview for the white paper. Or it could be someone outside the company as well. And sometimes you have to find who this expert is. Uh, You have to be a journalist and do what journalists do and find a source, find an expert to interview. You don't need to do this for every white paper, but uh, for some white papers, it really makes sense to interview an expert. And like I said, in a previous podcast, I've given you some tips on how to do that. So go back on the podcast and get some tips on how to find and interview experts. But one tip I'll give you right now that'll make that process go quickly is to set up that interview early in the white paper writing process. Don't wait. As soon as you know that you want to interview an expert on forklift accidents for your white paper, find that expert and book that interview early. Don't wait. Because you don't want a situation where the expert you want to interview is on vacation in Bermuda for three weeks and they're not available. And then that'll hold back your, uh, that'll delay your white paper writing. You don't want a situation like that. So book the interview quickly. And also before the interview, plan your questions in advance. Decide in advance what information you want from that expert and plan the interview questions in advance. Don't just wing it when you do the interview. The reason why you want to plan your questions in advance is that you want to make sure you're asking the right questions and getting the information that you want because in an interview, you may not get a second chance. The expert may not be available for follow-up questions. So you want so that interview is your only time at bat. So you want to make sure that you're prepared, okay, and prepare these questions in advance. So those are some tips for step number three. Now, step number one, project me- uh, project meeting. Step number two, the follow-up questions. Step number three, you do your research. Now, let's assume you've done your research. You got all the information you need to write your white paper. What is the next step? Step number four is you write down the points you're going to make in that white paper. 
This is not an outline. You don't make an outline. I find an outline is way too much work. Um, it's not really valuable to you or the client, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, it's really not necessary. But what you should do is make a list of the points that you're going to cover in your white paper. For this white paper, for example, seven strategies for reducing forklift accidents by 50% or more, obviously you're going to make a list of what those seven strategies are. And maybe under each of those strategies, two or three points that you're going to make for each of those strategies. And there you have it. Now you have a good skeleton of, of what your uh, white paper is going to look like. So once you have your points listed down, the points you're going to make in your white paper, send those points to your client and say, Mr. Client, here are the points I'm planning to cover in the white paper. Let me know what you think. And this is a really good idea because what you're doing is you and the client are getting on the same page as far as content is concerned. You're getting the, the client to approve the points you're making so you know you're making the right points. Okay, so you know the client agrees to the points that you are making. And also the client may have some points of his own or her own that, that they want in the white paper. They may have some edits for you on those points. They may say, you know what, the points you've made under strategy number seven, they're not really applicable to our audience. Uh, and they may offer uh, some other ideas or suggestions for you. That's great. you know. But when you're done, you're going to have a list of points that you're going to cover in your white paper that the client has ultimately approved, okay? And that way you're on the same page when it comes to the content. Now, you can move on to step number five, which is write the white paper. And now you can write the white paper on a very solid, secure foundation because the client has already approved the points that you're going to be making in the white paper. So you're not in danger of writing an entire white paper and then the client looking at it and going, this isn't what I wanted to say in the white paper. This, you know, this is way off topic. You've, you've missed the bullseye. You've missed the stadium. You've missed everything. You know, you, that kind of nightmare scenario is likely not to happen because you've already, the client's already agreed about the points that you're making. It shouldn't be that much of a surprise to them when you make those points. Okay. So write the white paper and do the very best job you can writing the white paper. And you can do it confidently knowing that the client has agreed to what you're saying. In the white paper. And then the final step in the white paper project process is to um, handle the revisions. And invariably, for a project that long, for a white paper project, seven, eight, nine, ten pages long, there's going to be revision requests. It's almost impossible to write something that long and to nail it on the first go. The client is going to have some feedback. Hopefully, the revision requests will be pretty minor, but there's going to be revision requests. Now, when you here's a here's a way to make those revisions go much faster. Is do whatever you can to get the client to be very specific about the uh, revisions that they want. Uh, for example, the client may say, "You know what? In the page five and six of the white paper, I had trouble reading it. It seemed kind of..." boring and blah, could you rewrite that? Well, how are you going to rewrite re rewrite pages, you know, four and five that way based on that feedback? You know, it's too vague. Uh, you wouldn't know where to start. 
you need to get the client to be specific. You need to start, you need to talk to your client and say, okay, you found four and pages four and five not very good. Can you tell me why, Mr. Client? And the client might say, well, I just found it a bit uh, tiresome to read through. It seemed tough to read through. So you can say, was it long-winded? Did it, did it kind of drone on? The client says, yeah, that's it. It was long-winded. It droned on. You, you, you were talking about uh, X, Y, and, and, and Z, and we really don't need to, to go into a lot of detail there, but you went into a lot of detail, so maybe you can just make that more concise and hit those points and move on. I think it'd be better for the white paper. So you want very specific feedback, very specific revision requests. And the more specific you can get your client, the easier the revisions will be, and the more likely the client is going to be happy with the revisions. Okay, so get specific revision requests, know exactly what you're going to be changing or improving and how you're going to do it. And then your revision requests will go that much more smoother and a lot, a lot faster. And the client is much more likely to be happy with your revision. So hopefully the revisions that you do will be the end of it and the project will be finalized. So that is the six-step strategy for managing a white paper project. Have a project meeting. Ask follow-up questions two or three days after that meeting. Do the research. Send your clients a list of points you're going to cover in the white paper, not an outline. Just the points you're going to cover. Uh, write the white paper and then do the revisions and get your client to be very specific about revisions. And I can tell you, if you follow that six-step strategy for managing a white paper writing project, uh, it's going to go a lot quicker for you. You're going to be writing the 30-hour white paper, not the 130-hour white paper. You're going to be spending the, the minimum amount of time writing it, and you're going to end up with a great white paper for your client and a white paper, that, uh, a white paper project that's profitable for you. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success. I hope you found that helpful. And by the way, uh, for uh, previous episodes of this podcast, you can go to www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. You can find all the past episodes there, plus a whole bunch of other information that'll help you in your B2B writing or copywriting business. So that's it for this week. Until next week, I'm Steve Slomwhite, and have a great week with your writing business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.